This is a quest for the truth, featuring Kevin Watts. Good day, everyone. <clears throat> Here are five things that I believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven, was seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, for which he will come back to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. Amen. I believe ordinary people can accomplish extraordinary things. I believe that the family unit is the key, the linchpin, if you will, to a just and orderly society. I believe individual and societal prosperity can only come through the free market system coupled with political freedom. I believe America is the greatest country in the world. And with that, I'd like to move on to my topic today, which is, I'm titling, The NBA Sucks. Why and what can be done about it? All right, let me give you some reasons why I feel the NBA has a tarnished product right now. Uh, one, reason number one, load management. Okay, now this is a term that it was coined around 2009, 2010 or so. Uh, it was started by the current coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, who I believe is one of the most overrated coaches of all time. But that's, an, I digress, I digress. Uh, he started sitting down with some of his key players because they were getting older. Um, if you remember, they had won several championships during the early 2000s. Uh, they were rivals of the Los Angeles Lakers at the time. And as his players began to age, he began to sit some of his players, even though they weren't injured. There's nothing wrong with them. They could have played if they, if, if he wanted them to, to sort of rest them for games that he felt were more important to him. He started with Tim Duncan and reached a crescendo with Kawhi Leonard. The idea was to rest these guys so that when playoff time come, they would still be pretty fresh and ready to go. Uh, and then this thing just spread like like a virus. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where it's completely ridiculous. You see on injury reports, sore knee, out. Sore toe, out. I mean, what's next? A hanging nail, out. Uh, this, is, this is getting insane. Uh, the... His, one of his protégés, uh, the current coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, decided to sell four starters during the game. Now, the problem I have with this, of course, I'm all for players' safety. I'm all for players' health. That's not my issue. My issue is you're cheating the fans when you do this. You are cheating the fans. This is not all the players' fault, although I think the, the solution is the players, because let's face it, they're not going to cut down the amount of games they play uh, because it's it's 
they're losing money. The less games you play, the less money, the less the less money you make as a franchise and as a league. So that's not going to happen. The solution is the players have to have the integrity to stand up and say, no, I want to play. I want to play for the fans because the fans are the ones that pay my salary. And without the fans, there's no game. There's no reason to play the game. And you have to have enough love for the game, enough respect for the game to play. Even if you have a nagging little bruise, a nagging little soreness, you have to play the game. I mean, this is the only sport that can get away with this nonsense. Now, somebody would say, well, what about baseball? Well, baseball has a 162-game schedule, and they play the opponent, their opponents in series. They don't play just one game and out. In the NBA, if you're from a rival conference, for example, if I'm a next season ticket holder and the Lakers are coming to town, I only get to see LeBron, I only get a chance to see LeBron James once. And if he happens to be your favorite player, you got one shot to see him during the regular season. One shot. Now, if he decides that he doesn't want to play for whatever reason, now I'm not talking about people who are legitimately injured. Now, let's get that straight as well. I'm not talking about people that are legitimately injured. You're injured and you're sick and you can't play, you can't go, you just can't go. I think reasonable people understand that. But if you're just sitting out games just because you don't feel like playing today or because your coach says, yeah, take a rest, take the night off tonight. That's not good. It's not good for the integrity of the game, and it's not good for the fans who pay top dollar to see you perform. I cannot imagine Dr. J or um, uh, Michael, even Michael Jordan. I mean, remember that game, the memorable game he played when he had the food poisoning? We found out later during his uh, documentary that it was food poisoning, not the flu. But the man was completely out of it. He stepped in and played it anyway. Now, I can give you all different types of examples of people who just sucked it up, went out there, because they knew, A, their team needed them, and B, they owed the fans a product. They owed the fans that. So, that, the solution, although management tends to side with the players on this, it's up to the players to speak up and say, look, I want to play. I want to play every day. I'm going to give it my best shot every game. Because the fans are paying the freight here. Right, the second reason I have a problem with the NBA is the lack of defense that's being played. There are 19 players right now, currently, and I'm sure there'll be more before the season ends, that have scored 50 points or more. That's never happened before. So I'm looking at the games and I'm trying to figure out, well, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And I notice that many players don't play defense anymore. They don't, they don't 
grind out defense. I mean, yes, you can get you have you have a lot of block shots. You have a lot of good shot blockers in the league. But it's not all about that. They're going for the spectacular rather than the hard work of playing defense with your feet and beating people to the spot where they're trying to get to with the ball. That's sound defense and forcing them to use and using your brain as, as, as for example, for if someone's left-handed, you force them to the right. You try to make it as difficult as you can for them to make that basket. And I'm not seeing that done virtually never during a regular season. And all this does, all these activities do is cheapen the regular season. It makes the regular season almost meaningless because unless you're a horrible team, you're probably going to at least make the play-in because out of the out of the team, all the teams in the NBA, 22 of them will either make the playoffs or make the play-in. So you're making the regular season even more meaningless by playing this way. And what's the solution to that? That this is a coaching problem as well. You got the coaches have to convince these guys that sound defense is what's going to win you games and ultimately win you championships. If you look at every championship team that has been assembled, they're usually in the top five in defense. You know, we talk about uh, going back to Golden State. The reason why they've won those four championships was not just because of their offensive prowess. And, you know, they they had some great they have some great offensive talent led by Steph Curry and when Kevin Durant was on the team, Kevin Durant. But their calling card was always defense. And if you look at every single championship team, their calling card was always defense. The best defensive teams always, always are close or at the top of the league. So we have to get back to defense. The third problem that I have with the NBA is the three-point shot. There are too many people who are taking three-point shots and missing them. It's a low percentage shot to begin with. Even you, uh, even the best of the best average around 40%, which means 60% of the time you're missing. You have some guys, like, for example, LeBron James, no doubt one of the great players of all time. He's definitely within the top four or five, in my estimation. He's jacking up three-pointers. He only averages 30% from three-point range, which means he's missing the shot 70% of the time. That is not a high percentage shot. Yes, you do get an extra point if you make it. But too many people are taking, my point is, too many people are taking these shots and they shouldn't be, absolutely not should be taking them. And my fourth issue 
uh, with the NBA. The solution, actually, for the for my third issue, I'm always going to present my case for it to solve the problem, is that you should make anything inside of half court should not count as three points. Should count as two points. And you want to keep a three. You want to keep the three point play act active. It has to be beyond, half court or beyond. Once you cross the half court line, it is no longer a three point shot. Now you would say that may virtually eliminate the three point shot. Well, this will force teams to make a decision about the three point shot. So my fourth problem I have with the NBA currently is that the NBA has gone completely, I mean completely politically correct. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And they tend to stamp out voices that don't agree with them. For example, Daryl Morley is a GM, currently the GM of the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers basketball team. He made a statement uh, criticizing Chinese policy, the, the, the Chinese Communist Party. Now, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, and the Chinese people, I should say, are fully engaged and they are heavily into NBA basketball. And they've had some great stars. And people remember years ago, Yao Ming played. He was a sensation. Uh, Jeremy Lin, and there have been a few others who were terrific players. And it drew many viewers from that part of the world. So Morley criticizes the, the Chinese government's policies. Which he has a right to do so. I thought under the Constitution he had a right to do so. Uh, and there's another gentleman, Enos Cantor Friedman, who's also been very critical of Chinese policy. Uh, so the Chinese government got upset and decided they weren't going to broadcast any more NBA games, which means the NBA lost a pot full of money during that time. And so Morley was severely criticized by both players and coaches and others in the hierarchy of the NBA for, for saying his piece about what was going on over there. Fast forward, he had to back back away from his comments uh, because he was he was about to be ostracized from the league, I believe, unless he backed away from what he had said earlier. So we have these guys who claim to be social justice warriors. Uh, which I don't which I don't mind them having an opinion, as long as you know what you're talking about. But if you don't know what you're talking about. You need to just be quiet. Now, you do research, actual research on these matters, on these political matters, and you want to comment on them, and you can back up your opinion with facts, I can respect that, even if I disagree with you. But when you just parrot the politically correct line because it makes you sound good, makes you sound intelligent, I have a problem with that. So, Limiting people's freedom of expression is wrong. Reverse that. Allow people to speak their mind. 
And if the Chinese government doesn't like what you have to say, too bad. Too bad. This is America. This is not, we're not, we're not over there. You don't, you don't need their money that bad. It just shows you to be hypocritical about the rights and freedoms. And I hear people making moral equivalents to us and the Chicoms. Come on. Steve Kerr. Now, I understand, you know, his father was murdered. And I understand where he's coming from in terms of what happened to his family. That was a that was a travest that was a travesty and a tragedy. But to compare us to the Chinese government and say we try to define some moral equivalency, it harkens back to the Cold War days where these left wing extremists would compare the old Soviet Union and the United States and saying that they're on a par, equal par with each other, which is not true. wasn't true then. It's not true now. But again, I don't mind. I don't mind you expressing yourself. I do mind when you don't know what you're talking about, and when you put people in danger. You say, "How do I put people in? How do they put people in danger?" Well, when when LeBron James says that. Uh, after the cop defended someone, a girl that was that was being that was about to be stabbed by another girl by shooting her, he went ballistic without even knowing what the facts were. So, if you're going to comment on these issues, you have to know what you're talking about. You have to, or if your credibility is undermined, and you also alienating half of your fan base. Because the country is basically divided in half politically right now. Why would you want to do that? They should take the tack that Michael Jordan took. When he was reported to have said, although he denies it now, but he's reported to have said that Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> when asked about why he didn't uh, do a lot of social commentary on the issues of the day. So... That's my problem with the NBA. And there are solutions to this. Like I said, they could, the players could demand that they play. No matter what the coach says, coach, I'm playing. I want to play. I want to play all my games. I, I owe it to the fans. We owe it to the fans that I play. It's not like I'm injured. It's not like I'm sick. I owe it to them to play. Even though I'm a little tired, we're all a little tired. It's an 82-game schedule. We're not going to cut back the schedule because you're not going to give up revenue that you don't have to. But you have to have the integrity to say, you know what? I owe these fans something. They're paying for me to see me play. They're playing to see me perform. I owe these fans something. Especially when you when you are going across the country to play another team. You only get one shot at playing that other team cross-country in their building and vice versa. It's not fair to the fans that you not play because you don't feel like it or you're sore or you have this or that issue. 
It's not right. So that's my thoughts on the NBA right now. And I'm disappointed about it because I've always been a fan of basketball. I did play a little bit in high school. I was co-captain of my high school team, although we, as a team, we stunk. But, you know, we, we played, we had fun. I, I, I enjoyed the game, and I've always been a fan of the game. But this is not acceptable, guys. We can do better than this. You can present a better product than this. You owe it to the fans to do so. I know this may be a little bit controversial. Maybe some of you may disagree, but I'm on a quest for the truth. Won't you join me? Just as an addendum, I wanted to congratulate Tom Brady on his retirement. I mean, I was, I'm a Giants fan. Never liked the Patriots much and much, but I always respected the fact that he came to play brought every game. And uh, he's definitely a winner, definitely a legend, definitely the greatest quarterback of all time. Just wanted to congratulate him on a spectacular career. Now do us all a favor and go find your wife. Go find your wife and reconcile with your family. That's the most important thing right now. And like I said, I'm Kevin Watts on a quest for the truth. Thank you. Bye.